Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Griffin, you can kill the music. It's Monday. We're Two Men On. Fred's here. Van's here. Robert's here. Joining us, Jeff Grammer. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Uh, you know, I'm weird. I got a weird energy. I got a weird energy about the weekend, and that's why we brought you to the program. Um, we need to recap everything around the basketball program in New Mexico State. What do you know factually, Jeff? What can you make sure that we have correct before we give our opinion on it? Hey, all right. So here's where we're at. Um, while a lot of rumors and stories and just a lot of information was out there early on Saturday, and a lot of it, frankly, was a good 80 to 90% true, um, I will start with everything that we have confirmed by a public document at this point, the police record, arrest warrant affidavits, or we have confirmed through multiple sources. And this all starts back on October 15th. The UNM Lobo at New Mexico State University um, football game at Aggie right. Memorial Stadium in Las Cruces. Two student sections sit next to each other, lots of beer bottles being thrown back and forth, um, lots of um, intensity at that rivalry football game that the Aggies won. In- included in that, was um, a fight on the concourse that is that has a now widely circulated video, and included in that fight were two Aggie basketball players, Mike Peake being one of them, and T.T. Avery, Marcellus T.T. Avery being another. Those are two that I can identify and that have been identified, and they are fighting the up till recently um, unknown or unidentified people. And if you've seen this video, you can you know it's a pretty serious video, and a pretty serious fight rather. And so that was that. That was a month ago. What has happened since then? NMSU has not answered any questions that we and other media have had. You know, did was there discipline? Was there any fallout from that fight that took place on the concourse at the at the game? And I expect this afternoon, um, NMSU is going to hold a, a public uh, or a media press conference about all of this, and I think they will be asked again about that. So fast forward then a month. Aggie Lobo basketball game in the pit, and, and the setup there is just that, you know, it's a big rivalry game, a lot of intensity anyway. Last year, the, the Lobos won in Las Cruces. The Aggies won in in the pit, and so a lot of fans were planning to go. They were expecting over 15,000. They were expecting possibly a sellout, or at least a near sellout, and the game was highly anticipated. Also, the team that came up on Friday, uh, New Mexico State came up on Friday. All Division One teams basically travel up the day before, do a, an evening shoot-around, and then during the day of, they do another walkthrough and stuff like that. So at 3 in the morning, Still with Mike Peake goes out um, from his team hotel against team policy, takes an Uber to the UNM campus to meet with a girl, a 17-year-old student at UNM who lived at those dorms. And according to police reports now, uh, that girl had talked with three men, um, all three UNM students themselves. At least one of them, maybe two of them, were involved in that fight 
October 15th, and they wanted to rough up Mike Peek. They wanted to assault him, is the word used in the police report, to get back um, at him for the October 15th fight at the football game. So they had set up knowing he was going to come to meet this girl, and this girl telling them, essentially, again, this is all according to the police report and the police affidavit. They knew he was coming. She was walking him with him to her dorm room, and at some point they were going to jump out, all three of them, and do what they were going to do. They, you know, wasn't we were going to shoot him. It wasn't supposed to be that way, according to the police report. They were just going to rough him up a bit. What happened was, according to videos that they've seen, surveillance videos that police have already reviewed, one of the three pulls a gun out, points it in the face of Mike Peake, the Aggie basketball player. Another one has a bat and hits him in the leg. At some point in all this, the girl runs. Um, later, we find out she, she went to her dorm room. She threw up because, as she told police, she was very drunk that night. Um, the, the altercation is after Mike Pete gets hit in the leg with a bat, he, he runs. He runs away. Sometime in the process of him running away, the guy that had the gun, that the other two apparently did not know he was bringing a gun, and this is Brandon Travis, by the way, who had the gun, according to police. He is the now deceased, the 19-year-old uh, UNM student that is dead. He had the gun pointed in Mike Peake's face. As Mike Peake's running away after being hit with the bat, he starts shooting. There's no indication that any of those shots are what hit Mike Peake. But Mike Peake, as he's being shot out, is seen on video surveillance, again, according to police reports, um, pulling a gun out of his waistband area and turning around and shooting at um, Brandon Travis, the UNM student who was shooting at him, and hits, hits Brandon Travis, who is now dead. At some point in that exchange, after the initial fight, after the initial gunfire, um, Mike Peak was hit in the leg, and the other two flee. They run away. They go back to the dorm room that they were in, um, change their clothes, go and dispose of their clothes somewhere, apparently all on video. There's a lot of videos around UNM campus, for those that don't know, and all this is seen on there. And then they go and interact with the crime scene. People are gathering around the dorm rooms to see what's going on. They're among the people kind of watching as their friend is being tended to by paramedics and, and dies on the scene, and they're trying to see what's going on. And the fallout since then is Mike Peake is hospitalized. Uh, he is still hospitalized, to my knowledge, although NMSU has not really talked much about his status about his condition or anything like that. And he's hospitalized. Uh, Brandon Travis obviously is dead. The girl, the teenage, uh, the 17-year-old UNM student that invited Mike Peake over to her dorm, um, which, as it says in the, in the police reports, multiple people said was for them to hook up, uh, is uh, she's in juvenile detention because she is 17 years old. She is a student at UNM, but she is 17. And today, Jonathan Smith, um, who's 19 years old, he was one of the other two involved in the, we're going to uh, jump him and attack him. He was arrested today and charged with aggravated battery, tampering with evidence, conspiracy, and I'm sorry, two charges of tampering with evidence for disposing of his clothes and uh, also throwing his phone under a car at some point so they couldn't track him. So that's kind of where we're at now. Now, real quick, the next step to all this is what did NMSU know and when? Um what did they do after the fight last month? Uh, were other Aggie players out of the hotel with him um, at this time? 
a lot of this police report is not written in a way that is even trying to imply that it is this is the whole story. They are definitely leaving blanks to be still yet to be filled because there is still a lot more evidence and a lot more detail to this to come out. So everything you've heard so far, and it kind of seems to keep getting weirder as it goes, is not the complete story. Nobody is suggesting it is. Jeff, thanks so much for that. You know, so you're, that, you're that, that was a lot to take away, Jeff. The, in your opinion... Yeah, break it down, whatever, whatever part. In your opinion, none of it happens if there wasn't an altercation originally in Las Cruces. That's your understanding of everything that you have read. The three interviews that were conducted of the four people that attacked Mike Peak, obviously one of them is dead now, They've talked to the other three, and all three of them told police that this was about that October 15th fight. And the individuals involved in the October 15th fight had no exposure to each other, to your understanding, before the October 15th fight? I, nope, I'm not saying that. I, uh, they okay. may have. Okay. So then the inner – so would it be safe to assume from your understanding that the 17-year-old female – that this had been in the works since as early as immediately following October 15th with with this being a plan of action, or that would be a rich assumption on my part? Um, so the, the, again, the way the police are able um, are without – I'm not saying anything speaking out of turn here. Like police right. write these reports initially very much um, not including the whole story. The way the affidavit for the arrest warrant is written today for one of the accomplices was such that this girl, it sounds like this girl knew Mike Peake and had been talking to him for a while knowing he was coming. And it, it, it certainly sounds like they had every intention of just meeting up to hook up. Um, her involvement in the, hey, bring him over here so we can jump him, only came up after her friend, these guys that attacked him, um, heard that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm inviting Mike Peake over to we might hook up or I might see him while he's on the trip. When they heard that, they told her, okay, when you do, we're going to, we're going to, you know, jump him. And all yeah. that's in the mm. police reporting. Now, did they know each other before October 15th? I, I assume so, no. but I don't know that for sure. But at some point along the way, before Saturday morning, Mike Peake and this girl knew each other. Mm. So I guess my follow-up thought to this is one deceased Two men who will be charged as adults, one child who I believe that will remain to be seen, and then Mike Peake currently hospitalized. And you were talking about a press conference from New Mexico State University. What do you believe will be there? What do you believe will be discovered or at least released to, to the medias and all those interested? Um, they have been asked by multiple media, myself included. Yeah. Um, first of all, you know, what was the fallout from October 15th? It, was there any discipline for the players? These are Aggie student-athletes fighting at an NMSU athletic event. Was there any discipline? Um, did, did NMSU handle that situation right? Because when things build up and a month later, the two people involved in the very public fight that has over 100,000 views on the video that's circulating on social media, very publicly, it's your student-athlete fighting at one of your sporting events. Like, did you do anything to sort of ensure this doesn't happen again or to to make sure you know that nobody thinks this is an, this is okay did you do anything about that and right the follow-up to that is 
did you have any reason to believe that it wasn't over? And if this, if your student athlete was in danger at a minimum, what did you do to ensure his safety when he went to UNM, where the student section sits a few feet from the visitor's bench in the pit? Did you do anything? Did you tell UNM in advance? Did you tell him to, hey, be extra careful? Did your coaches know, hey, let's make sure we keep an eye on him. Nobody comes into the hotel to mess with him or he doesn't go out to do something stupid. Right. Did any of that happen? Because a month after this very public fight, you now have the same two people that were involved in that very public fight. One of them's dead and one of them's in the hospital. And it doesn't look good. At a minimum, it doesn't look good. And maybe that's all it is. Maybe there was nothing they could have done to prevent it. But those are the questions that we kind of want to find out. What did they know and when? And then, you know, obviously the, there's some obvious questions about the student athlete carrying a gun um, on campus and, and on a trip and, and that kind of stuff. If it was for protection and he knew this might happen, did he tell anybody? And, and what precautions were taken as a result of that? Jeff, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for all the hard work you did over the weekend. You know, the boys are in the yeah. loop, so there's a lot of speculation and a lot of information being leaked all throughout the weekend. Do you feel yep. that we're about as close as we can get to the true story, the actual events? No, no. I think, I think, there's, still, I think there's still a good chunk um, remaining. Um, I think the biggest question to be answered now is, is uh, the, while the affidavit at this point makes it sound like Mike Peake was alone, um, I, I want NMSU or state police to confirm there were not other Aggie players or managers or whatever that also snuck out with him and went over to campus. Um, again, none of that excusing what happened, but what, were they, what, were the, what was the intention? If, if it was just one guy trying to hook up with a girl at 3 in the morning, maybe and multiple players went why is that why did you know did he feel he needed a gun he obviously doesn't travel on road trips with a gun normally because they're not usually bus rides or most road trips are, are flights and you're not getting on a plane with the gun so those kind of questions i think need to come out at some point but also the, the other question is what does nmsu do in terms of they have a game friday in las vegas nevada they play in a two-game tournament what do you do about the December 3rd game scheduled in Las Cruces? Can you ensure the safety of everybody that shows up? Not so much the players on the court, but the fans that are in the stands. You had a fight at your football game. This happened right before the basketball game. It's not like there haven't been fights in the pit and on the concourse at the Pan Am Center in rivalry games in the past, because there have been. So amongst fans I'm talking about. So what are you, you going to do to ensure that everybody's going to be safe and this doesn't escalate even worse? if you do reschedule this game or you do proceed with the December 3rd game in Las Cruces. I think those are the things that maybe need to come out next. Not to be that guy who's cynical, how does it get worse than what it currently is? Like it's... You, you do nothing and something else happens? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess there's a multiplier to that. And you a little bit, I feel like, Jeff, and I'm not trying to overinterpret you, I feel like a little bit you're talking about institutional control is... You feel like that is a gigantic catalyst in that or, or in this entire situation, or am I projecting for you? No, I think that's fair. I think I've covered yeah. a Lobo basketball team where I've been questioned for for six you know past six years or so about, like, what are they doing? Or do they have institutional control? I think it's a fair question at the college level. When you invite kids from around the country and around the world to, to your program, what responsibility do you have then – to make sure that they are acting in your community a certain way. What is your responsibility as an athletic department 
as a coaching staff, as a team, as a university, what is your responsibility to make sure the people that you choose to represent your university, what are they doing to, to uphold their end of the bargain, right, to, to represent you? And if and to, to go the other side of that, what are you doing to make sure they're safe? Right. Um, if Mike Peak felt he was unsafe on this road trip, what was NMSU's responsibility to ensure that? What's UNM's responsibility just in the general big picture to ensure their campus is a little safer than we can set people up at 3 in the morning to, to shoot them in a, you know, by our dorms? And so I think there are some bigger questions like that about institutional control in general, not just basketball or athletics related, but universities. I mean, I think those questions are all fair to be asked at any time, but I think this really shines a light on, on what is the responsibility of an athletic department and a university in times like this. With that being said, just going a little further, we're talking about firearms with kids. We have one firearm that came from another city. I want to start there, Jeff. Do you know or can anyone answer when the, when the student athletes are on bus rides, is anything checked? Are we just trusting the, the, the student athletes uh, that they're bringing what they're supposed to bring? Or is this, an, is this a situation maybe he got the gun here in Albuquerque? But I, I kind of doubt that. Um, do you know what, what goes on when it comes to basically the cargo that comes from uh, Las Cruces? Both ways, Albuquerque, your UNM Lobos going to Las Cruces. Right. The Aggies coming up to Albuquerque. Same with UTEP and Las Cruces since it's just a bus ride game. Um, I am, I've am i never once heard of inspections or anything like mm-hmm. that of, of the bags and stuff like that. Now, your equipment usually goes under the bus, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But your personal bag, like your backpack, maybe you have schoolwork in it, maybe you have whatever other personal belongings. I, I have not heard of those ever being checked on a on a bus ride trip like this. You know what'll prove interesting to me with that firearm that was used in uh, I don't know what word do you murder? Sure. Um, that firearm. When was it acquired? Because if it's right. a thing he's owned for some time at 21 years old, the window is very short on how long you could have owned a mm-hmm. handheld gun. Um, but if it was purchased post October 15th. Now there's a real interesting conversation to be had. Jeff Kramer, we took a lot of your time. Thank you so very much. Uh, I know you are attending or will, are you there in person? Are you going uh, digital? How does this, how does this press conference work? It'll be digital. Okay. So you will be there and then all of your updates and understandings that come from it, they'll be available on your Twitter. Is that correct? Yeah. Twitter and our website. If our website doesn't crash like it did this weekend. It it was up and down a little bit for the website. Um, yeah, yes, at, it was. <laughs> at Jeff Grammer, G-E-O-F-F, Grammer, G-R-A-M-M-E-R. Follow Jeff for all of his updates throughout this and the team. Is the Sun covering this or anything? I don't, they just lost their top guy, didn't they? Do They They got someone down there, like, working yeah, equally Jason as hard Grove, as you? Yeah, their sports editor is still, uh, he's on this now. It's kind of been handed over to him. He does their football and the other stuff, and he is now doing football and Day one officially for him back on the basketball beat is today. Okay. Wow. Mm. So Welcome back. Better ways to be back, yeah. Eesh. Jeff, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, we're going to grab a break, and when we come back, uh, feel free to tune in as we give lots of reaction. Two men on or live from Howie's today. We're going to do a cool halftime thing. Show up. Uh, before halftime, we're doing all of our regular giveaways that we do. Um, also, we have Nutcracker tickets. So Whoa. if you want to take hey. the kids to Nutcracker, we're giving away tickets on that. Jeff, thank you so much. Griff, we're going to break. 
Tumon on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, we're back on the program. We're live at Howie's. Uh, we're joke adjacent today. It's kind of a heavier day. Um, not kind of at all. It's the most heavy day. And I, what's the best way to say what I'm trying to say here? We, we are a professional comedian and two guys that do radio. Like, that is this show. We're here to laugh at sports. Like we're here to we're here to make fun of football. We're here to make fun of soccer. So this is not a this is not a a work what you're about to get. I got a real problem internally. I got a real problem internally with young adults that are allowed to ruin their lives and the lives of others. I don't know how else to say that out loud and i'm working through it with you guys especially when it's a part of higher education any cult exactly any cult look these these young men and women are at school to help formulate a frontal lobe to enhance their decision making skills where they don't get drunk and make snap judgment like this sure they, they are in school to further enhance them as human beings so they don't make decisions like this. Well, I mean, in just a one snap judgment, I'm assuming alcohol is involved. It's not confirmed for every party, but the girl for sure. So I'm assuming the guys as well. Well, here's the thing. Um, I look at it like this. At that age, I joined the military. I was 17. 17 to 21, I was in the military. For whatever reason, a lot of people feel like military, and I'm going to – kind of make it parallel to college that you're an adult and you can make all the great decisions and you're just out there in the world but the reality is you're still underdevelopmentally you make dumb decisions and the reason why that you're at college the reason why you're at the military is hopefully you can learn you know how to handle situations um, I'm not going to blame anyone because we don't know but I will say this though you send your child to college you're leaving your child in the care of that college. The college is supposed to do whatever they're supposed to do to, to ensure the safety of your child. I Just listening to this story, there's a lot of holes and a lot of things that could have been done, that could have been prevented, or you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, these kids are going to do what they want to do. But I still feel like college institutions can have things in place to deal with children or young adults that do make bad decisions. What's interesting about Peak is he's one of the two holdovers from the previous regime. So has the university failed him his entire time there? Like, that's an interesting one. Like, I'm, I'm more in touch with New Mexico State than you guys are. I know Mario better than you guys do. Mario Moda, the AD. I know, like, I'm in that world a little bit more. With that said... How many student athletes you got? Three hundred and some change, probably. Is that a real number? Three hundred, maybe closer to six, maybe six hundred. And of those, can you individually give every single one a personal coach and a personal director? You can't. But what you can do is create sure. a culture. There you go. And the culture is the interesting <clears> one. <throat> you know how often I run like Penn State through the mud because mm-hmm. I hate Penn State. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing to me. At all universities, but I think I only talk about it at Penn State, and I use Penn State 
as the example for the feeling I have of all. Right. And I think you could break this down two ways, micro and macro. Micro, what were the failures of this one event? But macro, the big picture, is what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. How are these college athletes allowed to run wild, not have to go to classes, not have to talk to their counselors, and, and be able to make decisions like these? It's not the same accountability for just a normal student. Right. Yeah, there's a level of privilege to mm-hmm. it for certain because you're talking about the fight on campus. Yes. Like, what, what is the repercussion of that? Jeff Grammer said here on our program, hey, full, hey, again, full transparency. Like, I'm not Fred the radio guy right now. I'm just like yeah, Fred yeah. right now. Guys, I run a university. Like, mm-hmm. I run athletics for New Mexico Highlands University. Like, that is a job that I have. I get paid by the state. Mm-hmm. If that fight were to happen at my university, New Mexico Highlands University, I don't know the in-place procedure. I'm an administrator. I don't know the in-place procedure to go that second. It has to be drawn up. It has to be built. I bet you New Mexico State didn't know. I bet you they didn't know exactly what action to take. Well, and when you're in that – sorry, Robert. No, when you're ahead. in that moment of chaos, you don't know how to behave because you've never dealt with that chaos before. I, I disagree. I think it's easy. Yeah? There is no way you have – we saw the fight. Peaks a part of this fight. Peaks is – Peak is on the basketball team. You're not playing. Hmm. That's it. You don't go to the. You don't go to UNM. You don't get to go to Albuquerque. You don't get to go to any other trips. You were fighting out of character, whatever you want to call it, and it's on film. Shouldn't even have been here. I don't understand how he's able to travel with the team, prepare to play on the basketball game, and all of this happens. It doesn't make any sense. Were Were there any repercussions at all? Right. For him? Well. Well. One of the biggest repercussions is you're not playing on the team because you were acting in a manner that is not indicative of our, of our team or of our university, period. I don't understand how it gets any further than that. And, and does he have – are there other incidents? Does he have a history of doing stuff like this? Was, right. Or should he have a closer eye on him of leaving the hotel? Should there have been a closer eye on him checking his luggage? Sure. But and, and, again, I yeah. mean – I, this sounds like I'm blaming the guy. I'm not. There's a lot of layers in this onion here. I, but I think I, this, I'm starting at the university. That's that's just my personal opinion. I don't understand how a student athlete can be involved in a brawl and then able to still play your sport against the team that the same brawl happened. Exactly. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. We we got off we got off our break thing because we went long with Jeff. Let's do this. Let's go to break mm-hmm. again. When we come back, let's talk about student culture a little bit because. <laughs> As you guys are mentioned, we're talking about university culture. There's a culture below that where students have to feel a connectivity to the university. They have to feel that it's there in support of them. And we'll do that when we get back and break it down a little bit further. Um, it will be real hard for me today to react in a positive way to punt returns that win terrible football games. Like, I just I don't think mm-hmm. I got that juice. Please. No, no. We'll give it to you for the remainder of the week, though, I promise. I um. Let's code switch out of this. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Back on the program. Back live at Howie's. We got some money. Some money. Do we now? It's a menu. Make it rain, son. Some menu changes. But not here at Howie's. Talking about 6-6 Diner, of course. I'm going to the diner tomorrow for lunch, boys. I got a whole thing planned. Nice. It's going to be a thing. Okay, okay. Thanks for the invite. Holiday wow. pies is what it's about, boys. Oh. Pumpkin, apple, pecan, cherry, key lime, chocolate, 
cream with an E on the end. Creme. Creme. Cream with an E. Creme. Whole pie starting. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> Whole pie starting said under. Cream, cream with the E. <laughs> <laughs> with, okay, out of those, which one are you picking? Hey, Mailman was finally right. You are Robert. Robert. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you spoke French. You held this that, from me this whole nah, time. I, t- I took French in school instead <laughs> of Spanish like an idiot. <laughs> well, they don't have sweet potato, Robert, so sorry. No, I'm doing apple if that's the case. Warm with <clears throat> vanilla ice cream on top. Orders for Thanksgiving must be placed by the end of, I believe, tomorrow, boys. By the end of tomorrow. Ooh. Hmm. So there you go. Also, they do it for Christmas, too, so don't think. Just get it done. All right, so we were talking a little bit about Mike Peak, and we were talking about New Mexico State basketball, and we haven't really talked about the deceased yet. We'll come around to that here in a moment. You made an interesting comment to me, Robert, because I was talking about kind of the different tiers of what I'm going to call control and fellowship at the university, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm removing this conversation from New Mexico State proper. I'm just talking about university in general. Right. So – College student, student athlete, 21-year-old, without pulling punches, is not smart. They're not smart human beings. Mm-hmm. They're not clever. They're not creative. They're imitators. They are, uh, for lack of a more poetic word, they are posing. Mm-hmm. They are faking it until they make it. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is looking for uh, approval of their existence, and you're like, Fred, what does that mean? Let me give you an example. They do something, they seek approval. Mm-hmm. Do they seek approval from teachers? Not necessarily. Coaches, not necessarily. Their family that's not there, not necessarily. Peers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's big. So, let's say Mike Peak is going around having these conversations where it's, hey, do you remember that dude I'm projecting here? Do you remember that dude that I beat up at the football game? Here's what's going to happen next. And there's a conversation out loud with other people. Why are those other people, presumably teammates, not comfortable enough to talk to the university about an understanding of what could end up being a very troublesome event? What is the lack there, fellas, to where athlete doesn't feel – the athlete who is staying in the, in the hotel room with him, I don't know who it is, why is there not a comfort level in snitching? You want to get that one? Ooh. I, I got it, but okay. go ahead. He go softballed ahead. it right into you. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Because you're not looking at – they're not looking at themselves as student-athletes. This is a part of the approval that you're talking about. No one likes to say, I'm a student-athlete, unless it's very beneficial to you, right? At the end of the day, they want to be looked at as, hey, where I'm from, this is how we do it. Mm, there it is. And so it's not going to change just because you're at a college – unless you're like this high-level athlete that's put on the super pedestal. So why those students don't feel comfortable or athletes don't feel comfortable going to administration, it's not that they don't feel comfortable. They would never do that because then the approval that they seek from the peers is never going to be there. You're a snitch. You're a rat. And that's a part of the culture that they bring from home and then continue it where they're at. To to piggyback on that, and you nailed it, Robert. Thank you. I guarantee you, Mike Peak, his first association with who he is as a person is not Aggie basketball player. It actually gets bigger. Yeah. Because it's, where he's from yeah. is a way bigger world than what it is down in Las Cruces. 
And it's, it's, it's been seen here in Albuquerque as well. I have a wherever you're from, wherever you're from is way bigger than this place, so I got to show you people who don't know nothing about where I'm from, what it's about, and, I'm gonna, uh, and, and it's going to be good or bad. Griff? I have a weird question. Yeah. Okay, do you really think it does have to stem from that fight? Or, okay, this is me being on the girl's side and a mother. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you think these two guys thought they were protecting this girl who's only 17 going out with a 20-some-year-old guy? Oh, no. I don't think protection has anything to do with it. Not at all. No. You don't think they were like, you don't think they were like, what? You're going, nope. this guy's flirting with, oh, you know what? We'll, we'll catch up with you all whenever you're coming back. You know, like, kind of like that. Like, we'll show I, him how I it, think we don't have young girls. The I, reason, oh, my bad. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Oh, the reason why I wouldn't go that route is because of the fight. Sure. The, Just because there's guys, that. There's that fight, yeah. and they knew each other from then. Right. And, well, maybe before, but fight, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, man. Steph, to expound on that, I think she was just used as bait. She was the pawn. If, if they were trying to protect her, her friends get her to cancel the date mm-hmm. and not go out with a guy at 3 in the morning. Yeah. So that's what a friend who is protecting you does, not follow you around in the dark with a gun and a baseball bat. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just putting you in danger. That's not protecting you any way whatsoever. Yeah. It ends up being a much bigger circle, too, because once you start talking about premeditated, it goes from opportunistic. So it's the the three individuals involved and the underage kid, and, and obviously the deceased as we speak, there's others around them. So there's like a there's an understanding of what's going to happen. There's supportive language. There's probably encouragement. Sure. There is a network around it, and all these people will now have association. So uh, we watched the fight video, and by the I'm not like a fight video guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like a if that comes up on my algorithm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like like I don't care for that type of life. There's more than four people involved in that thing. Like it's it's not these specific four people. So with that said. Would I be remiss to believe that if there was a relationship between this gal and Mike Peake beforehand, that she then made public to these other people and then they wanted to take advantage of it? Cool, I could buy the end of that story. If there was not a relationship beforehand and these other individuals planted her in to lure him out, I wouldn't be surprised by that narrative either. Sure. Like, it's... Either way, in my opinion, Griff, and, and I appreciate your your question input, I almost feel like she was pawned. Like, I feel like she was utilized as the bait in this thing. But that's just my opinion, similar to what you just said, no, Robert. Yeah. That's my opinion from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't yeah. – Mike Peake's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm from St. Louis. Like, like Robert, you're from South Central. Mm-hmm. Like – like Vans Youth, Houston, Texas, but the you can't really take that stuff out of you. Sure. R- really. Let's yeah. I mean you said like why why wouldn't the roommate have a comfort level of telling the coach or a counselor or whoever that person's supposed to be? That you comes think, with repercussions. Who is who from is, Mike Peake. Yeah, who mm-hmm. is who is Mike Peake gonna be roomed up with? Exactly. Not not the the three point shooter who's a graduate student in accounting, he only gets to play three minutes a game. Mm-hmm. That's not his roommate. Let me just assume that for a second. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get 
uh, we'll find out eventually, right? Right. But he's going to be paired with somebody from the same culture, from the same background, probably from the Midwest, probably a person of color. And, you know, there's a culture there. We're talking from Chicago to Las Cruces, which we know is El Paso adjacent, to Albuquerque. These are three big metropolises where we all know snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. And who you knows? Do not, you do not rat on your friends. You do not rat on your family. And whoever his roommate is thought he was doing the right thing. Right? Or they were both in cahoots, and he's like, you go do your thing. I'm going to go do my thing, and we yeah. don't snitch on each other, and we're out. Sure. Well, sure. that could be a two Griff. Like, did he go alone? Like, Jeff Grammer brought that up. You know, because I have the police report literally in front of me. Like, I'm looking at it. There's redacted, 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 redacted mm-hmm. all over this yeah. thing. And then also the way that it's laid out, which I guess I could read, but there's no point to read this thing on air. It's There's a lot of ambiguity here. Like, a lot of things could have happened. Let, let's go, let me go a different direction. You want to do that when we get back? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Robert Gibson leads the... Further discussion on this absolute tragedy from the weekend whenever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, Rob, you were leading the conversation a little bit when we went to break. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about, let's bring it back to UNM. How fast this footage came out about this fight that happened down in Las Cruces. How were these students not identified then and nothing disciplinary happened to them? UNM student, not UNM student athlete. Exactly. The three freshmen that were a part of this, hey, we're going to lure Peak over here. We're going to get revenge. Because I think the biggest issue with this is students and student athletes, they're doing things, and there's like, well, there's no repercussion for this. Let's see how far that we can take this. That's where I come from. If a lot of this was nipped in the bud stemming from that fight, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. How could this ever happen? Gestures broadly at everything that has happened before. Right. And yeah. everyone is easily identified by the footage. This is my first time even seeing the footage. Why? That means it's been there. Who looked at it before? Did anybody care to find out who these students and student athletes were on both sides of the equation? So, and, oh, go ahead, man. And how, how come that uh, – that cutesy little frat boy fight from the same game got leaked. And then Thank this, you. And this epic brawl. Yes. Like, this is this the, the, little, the little frat boy fight. That's just two drunk kids who didn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This is like a, an actual brawl. This is a melee. That the cops should yeah. look into. Right. So that's an interesting one, too, because obviously there's a relationship with every athletics department. The way, hey, the way there is with the dean of students. The way there is right. with all aspects. With campus police. There mm-hmm. is. That thing exists. So let's say if you're the University of New Mexico and you and there's a fight at New Mexico State University that does involve your students, your campus police sure as stuff doesn't travel down to Las Cruces. Like you're relying on New Mexico State University police Correct. to Correct. handle this thing. So I believe what you're insinuating is the handling of it was nothing. Right. And I'm projecting that you have a belief that there was nothing because you or New Mexico State University student athlete was involved. Correct. That's mm. exactly where I'm going. It's hush hush. Ah, these are kids being kids. And then when you let the kids know that, they're like, okay, we can escalate this because nothing happened here. They weren't, they had, in their brain, there was nothing to stop them from doing what they did. There was no little thing on their shoulders saying, hey, we shouldn't do this because you know we got in trouble for this. So you're saying both universities, especially 
New Mexico State enabled this situation by not following up on this melee? I think it's equal parts because, yes, we do have the student-athlete part, but as well, you still have students that are representing your university that was down there in a brawl that nobody did nothing about. And you knew the people who were a part of this. Why are we waiting until now when someone's dead and someone's injured where we're saying, oh, these guys were in a fight? You guys knew that way before because the footage was out there. I, I lived in Las Cruces for six years. I've been in Albuquerque for 15 years. I've never been to a Rio Grande rivalry game where there wasn't an epic level of smack talk, mm-hmm. some pushing, some shoving, a little sprinkle of diet violence. But when it, when it gets to this level, you should have a level of concern that you should be able to see the, the, the tragic event happening. Like that melee at the stadium, I've never seen anything like that. And I've seen fights outside of the stadium, uh, Pan Am, the pit, University Stadium, you know, all of them. It, it happens. Little fracases, little, uh, little fights, uh, two dudes go at each other, their friends break it up, poof, it's over, let's go have a good time. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, that seemed wildly egregious on their part that they didn't follow up on it. Mm-hmm. And the part that I get caught up on, is the idea of how easily it is to digest that it was by choice. Mm-hmm. Not that the resources weren't there. Not that they couldn't through the evidence that they had in front of them. But it was by choice no action was taken. Because now you're in like a whole other conversation. Like a really weird one. And as a guy who, like again, for the friends of the show, I always talk about how I'm the broadcaster for New Mexico Highlands University. I'm literally an administrator for New Mexico Highlands University. I... Like, I, I work on communications, which, by the way, communications from state over the weekend, very interesting to me. Mm. It took over a day. I think, it was, I think I counted. I think it was like 32 hours before they said anything publicly. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, hey, I'm not the guy who says you have to react immediately. But what I am saying is you have to put out something that says something along the lines of, hey, we are working with state police. We are figuring out details. As soon as we know, you will know. That's all I need. State police had to chase down their bus. That's interesting. Too. That's the level of involvement at the beginning of this. Luke Markwith will join us when we get back. We're obviously going to talk about how he's a little bit, but um, we'll come back to this. Is he's a Las Cruces alum as well, and um, usually he's a guy who laughs a lot. I just we're just not there today. Tune in on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, Luke Markwith joins us from Howie Sports Page. Luke, how are you? Oh, let me turn you up. Got a little bit of a mic problem here. Try it now. Hello. There we go. Much better. Excellent. No, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. As well as can be on a day like this, I guess. It's a weird day, right? It is. There's, there's definitely a cloud hanging over everything all weekend. Was it what, what, the vibe at Howie's was weird? Like, people were, like, pre-gaming, getting ready to go over to the, the big rivalry game? Yeah, we had a bunch of our people that were here before the game getting ready to go and people coming in getting ready to watch the game that hadn't heard the news yet. And so we were kind of breaking the news to people as they were coming in. Ooh. And uh, there was, you know, very few details at that point. Things were still kind of coming in, but just a sad, bizarre situation all around. How long have you been here in Albuquerque? I grew up here. Okay. So I, I lived here until I was 19, and then I moved to Las Cruces. And then? And I was there for 13 years, and then I've been back here for 11. Okay. So for 25 years or so, you've been a part of this rivalry between New Mexico State and UNM. I don't know how far back your memory goes of this thing, but as far back as you can go, was it always this tumultuous? 
Like, I'm an outsider looking in. Like, I'm, hey, like, in front of the show, I might get upset about this one. I'm telling you, it's not a significant rivalry in the grand scheme. Like, it's not a huge deal. I didn't know it existed before I got here. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I had friends growing up always that would go to both schools. And so, for us, it was kind of a good-natured rivalry. We would, it was bragging rights. It was, it was something to give your, your buddies stuff about. But it was never anything like this, obviously. But I, I never felt unsafe at any game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, that's where we met down in Las Cruces when we were both living there. And, you know, I, I knew football players, basketball players, especially baseball players uh, at Las Cruces. And, you know, there was it was a healthy, fun rivalry. Like, Las Cruces is a party school, right? Like, oh, yeah. everyone has a great time. And all colleges are party schools, right? But Las Cruces specifically has an emphasis on having, you know, a good-ass time. And all the pregame and all the postgame – being to you know almost all the sporting events when i lived there because you know i had friends playing or whatever it always got spicy but never to this level never to the level of like the big fight uh down in crucis at the football game this year never to those levels oh no like Like, i said when i was living here i had friends that were down there and we would go visit them for the rivalry game talk trash during the game and then drink together afterwards correct and the same when i was down there i would have friends from here that would come down to cruces for the games in the same way we would talk trash and then we'd all end up drinking together at the bar afterwards and having a good time it never felt uh, unsafe or never it never felt like this do you feel like the <clears throat> excuse me the the culture of college not just sports but just college in general when it comes to rivalries have gotten a little bit out of hand a little I mean, and it's just with the changing times I right mean, and just, I, that's what i think too it, it's just a, a kind of a, a shift going on in the world these days that people are unfortunately handling things with violence more than and 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 there's more division than ever mm-hmm. in every walk of life yes and so it, it just seems that the sports rivalry just kind of mirrors that is, is what's going on in society and it, it does definitely mirror that and it has gotten a little a little too intense these are kids mm-hmm. playing for our entertainment and, and it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be an opportunity for them to get an education and an opportunity for them to better themselves and, and for us to enjoy. And, and it, it definitely seems to be getting a little out of control on all levels with that. Maybe I'm wrong too, boys, but like the list being insanely short and maybe almost zero. I don't know if I can necessarily think of any situation where I'm like, well, this will be best resolved with violence. Like, oh, hey, I'm in a situation. Let me bring... Let me bring harm to another person. Mm. Maybe I'm just not wired right. Like, maybe that is, like, a step that people go to regularly. Yeah. But, and I'm not a guy who's going to, like, attack. Like, you guys both have 20-year-old kids. Your 20-year-old kids do not fight strangers. Right. Like, I'm looking, like, and I'm not saying how he's, but I'm looking at, like, a culture to where it's, hey, all my boomer friends, why are your kids doing all this dumb stuff? Like, why are all my boomer friends mm-hmm. not raising kids adequately <clears throat> To where they know how to problem solve and resolve without hitting on violence. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Maybe this I just wasn't aware or maybe it wasn't publicized enough. But like the, you know, you know, Robert, the, the Dodgers Giants stuff. Right. Or like Broncos yes. Raiders stuff. Yes. Like this kind of violence that happens after sporting events. I feel like this is my generation. This is only like the past 20-ish years, right? Correct. Growing up, I didn't hear a lot about, dude, well, did you hear about that guy that got shot outside of the Broncos game? Well, Like, no. I mean, to me, that didn't exist. Well, I think it existed. It just wasn't on Front Street with, with 
cell phones. Sure. Um, it existed, but it wasn't as violent because people wasn't bringing firearms to the to the games, you know, or people weren't stomping people out. It's this is I don't know, man. It's just if you think about it, it's not just uh, like Luke said. It's not just in sports. This is across the board with anything. With it's this whole I'm on this side, you're on this side. I don't like you. What are we gonna do about it? Every time I have a situation like this, I think of John Witherspoon from Friday mm-hmm. having the talk with Ice Cube and the win room. some, you lose like, some. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, like that's it. Well, you know, and, get, get a, hammered, throw a couple punches, have your boys break it up, and then let's let's party. Let's have fun. I was going to say, as a nineteen or a twenty-one year old, I I did get in my share of little dust-ups, yeah. but it was never afterwards. You know, it's the access to information now. Yeah. yeah. Number one, I didn't go home and think, oh, I'm going to look this person up and find them and continue this. It was like I got heated, got caught up in the moment, and when it was over, it was over. Sure. Well, and, that's the thing, though, with these phones. There's a thing called embarrassment. A lot of kids don't know how to deal with embarrassment because if it's captured here, it's never going anywhere. This is how you're defined. You got your butt whooped. You did this. You get, that's who you are. And a lot of people don't know how to deal with it. Man, you just hit on something <coughs> mega mm-hmm. right there, Robert, that you know, these, these young student athletes, especially high school age, college age, they think this is their whole world. Yeah. They think this is their whole life. Yep. They're going to be the one guy who got beat up outside of the game mm-hmm. for the rest of their life, and their friends are going to make fun of them. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. No one's going to care in a month. No one's mm-hmm. going to care in a year. Mm-hmm. Like, there was um, – I'm going to segue a little bit, but there was a, a rash of self-harm in Carlsbad, my hometown, and it's, it's isolated there, mm-hmm. a small town, nothing else close to it. And these kids think that this is their whole life, Yeah, that they think they're going to be the person from high school their whole life. They don't realize that they're only going to, like, communicate with a couple people when they're an adult well, and it's the same mentality for these students and student athletes like this one fight that happened in las yeah. cruces at the football game that's not going to define you your whole mm-hmm. life you don't need to start beef that's going to last your whole life you don't need to seek out a player with a bat and a gun because you got in a fracas mm-hmm. the, the thing that's interesting to pay back off that too is go back to like who who are the examples for these young adults because it's you're talking about the embarrassment of this fight for a college kid who goes away to college the first time anything happens is the first time anything has ever happened to them. sure yes. a college kid who breaks their cell phone has never broke their cell phone mm-hmm. before they don't know how to act a yeah. college kid who gets in a car accident a college kid whose boyfriend breaks up with them a college kid who fails a class like you have to have the mechanisms and the tools to be able to number one identify number two like like resolve and number three come to terms with that like and, and it's so inflated and weird to me that people can't yeah you're making decisions that are going to affect the rest of your life sure. on w- without thought and i mean when we were growing up getting whooped was kind of character building yep right. it was one of those things that like i i can remember the few good whoopings that i took and it made me Same. a better person and it never made me i don't know I, I guess just because of all the access and the social media and, and the videos and the everything it's just it, it is a different world these days and, and yep. we have to kind of figure that out it, it's we're all figuring it out together as we go well an interesting that like bigger bigger picture there's a weird dichotomy here because, like, right now I feel in the world of professional athletics or or not just sport but politics, and no one wants to catch an L anymore. Nope. Like, like you, That's like, it. Like, you catch That's an it. L, like, you call everyone else a liar. You That's call it. everyone else a cheater. And, by the way, the people that do that, they're not the most quality human beings, mm-hmm. but we just dismiss all of that when we come to, like, 
qualifying judgment on how they exist, which would make you believe it's okay to catch an L and also be an awful human being because it works for so-and-so. It works for political figure A. It works for celebrity B. Like the the kid, the guy from that seventy so just got off today on a hung jury. Like there's yeah, all, I saw that. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a Masterson. Yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of like you will all like just catch an L. Learn to catch an L. I can remember actually being I was in my early thirties at a at a friend's house at a party in Las Cruces, and a group showed up that wasn't really welcome there, and, a, and a, they they started stuff with some of the Aggie football players. And, and, again, that pride started getting going in the guy. And I remember pulling the guy aside. He was, like, 21. And I said, listen, if, if this happens tomorrow in the paper, it's not going to say three unknown punks get in fight. It's going to say NMSU football players right. get in fight. Yeah. You're the one that's something to lose. You're the one that's going to get kicked out of school. You're the one that's going to be put on this. And he wasn't happy about it at the time, but he actually came in, and, and I ran into him a couple months later, and he thanked me for, for saving him from getting kicked out of right. school that night. Yeah. And uh, we stayed good friends. We were talking about this earlier. Where was Mike Peaks Luke that yeah. night? Well, he wasn't lucky enough to have someone, you know, with a voice of reason tell him, like, hey, you're making a really bad decision here. It's, it's not just the individuals that have to be afra- uh, that are afraid to catch L's. It's also uh, these universities as well. When can you say we messed up? Going forward, this is the measures that we have. I just don't like the whole hush-hush, let's – I don't know, and all this other, like, secretive stuff. This is a time to be transparent. If you messed up, fine. Go ahead. Get policies in place or something like this doesn't happen again. So does the institution, though, like, maybe this is a new job title. Exactly. Does the institution then have someone? And, hey, I get it, the D1 level, you probably have the resources. Do you or I'm at at the D2 level, D3, NAIA, junior college? You have to because – of where you're getting your student athletes from. Who is sitting in the hospital with Mike Peake as he is laying there with a gunshot mm-hmm. wound talking to Stadies? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. who, is it the trainer? Because that's you don't not want them in there. Not qualified. There's no one with the university qualified because that job doesn't exist. Well, see, that's why the evolution of institutions have to take this in consideration. This is not just happening just, oh, this just happened, <clears throat> excuse me, Saturday. This has been going on around the country for at least the last 10, 15, maybe 20 years, you have to take that in consideration. You can't have the mentality of, oh, that'll never happen here. We're just New Mexico. This is Las Cruces. This is just Albuquerque. No, especially if you're grabbing kids from all different parts of the country. Let's you grab have one, to be prepared. Let's grab one last one, and where we come back, uh, the conversation, boys, I'm going to lead to is, um, what do you do with the rivalry game for a while? Like, let's, let's, let's have that one out loud and see how we work it out. We are live at Howie's. We are throughout Monday Night Football, which I don't think we mentioned even a single time today. Uh, but we're, you got hot, you got the food. The hot dogs are here. The whole thing's here, Luke. I just finished grilling up the hot dogs before I came on. We're getting set for that. Um, yeah, there are just times when, when, when bigger things supersede. Right, them, you know, right. And that's just kind of this day. But it will be business as usual tonight at Howie's and uh, another great Monday night matchup. And uh, – Hot dogs and giveaways and all kinds of fun. I'm code switching out of it afterwards. Yeah. Like it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. As soon as that Bud Light comes over to my mouth, <laughs> like, I'm in a good way. I got bad news, fellas. I, I can't do the beer, and I can't do the glizzies tonight. <gasps> you step up the diet another level? Yeah, I did. Uh-oh. Yeah, I did. But I can have another drink that I, I can talk say, about. We, we got a lot of those seltzers. Trust me, I know what I can drink, so, and you all definitely have <laughs> Congratulations, Robert Atkins. 
Coming on live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Starter days at the YNCA Central Mexico. Lunch Boys is over at the 6-6 Diner. Don't forget you can get your holiday pies at the 6-6 Diner. Reach out to they. They're under $25, boys. Now, you don't even have to turn the oven on? That's the deal for me. That's sweet. Lastly, the weekend is it? Hey, is that your drink, Robert? New Mexico's vodka. Tell hey, vodka. that's that that's that's on my list. That's on your I list. I can't have that. I love everything about it. Yes. Also, we're giving away Nutcracker tickets from the boys to you in New Mexico Ballet. Don't forget that the Nutcracker is performing this weekend and next weekend, multiple times, multiple dates. Uh, you can get your tickets uh, there at Pope Joy Hall Saturday at seven, Sunday at two, and then next weekend two p.m. and seven p.m. on Saturday. And then that following Sunday, December the 4th at 2 p.m. Come Speaking join me and Robert. Matinee. We'll be there. Sunday yep. matinee, baby. Well, I'm, yep. glad, I'm glad Fred clarified that it was the, the ballet nutcracker because with all the wrestling talk, <laughs> that could have been some, some new signature move or something that <laughs> yeah, we're giving away. You know? I think you're right. Okay, it's not a new move. Everyone knows about it. <laughs> I, on. Oh, I don't. 95.9 <laughs> FM and AM 610. The sports animal. All right, back on the program. Last one of the program. Uh Come hang out with us at Howie's, though. We're going to be here throughout all of Monday Night Football. It's going to be really good. Got some cool halftime giveaways. I'm going to eat Robert's glizzies. Whoa. Did I not say that right? <laughs> thought I said that right. The basketball game this past Saturday was canceled between New Mexico State and UNM. They are scheduled to play another one on December the 3rd. Boys, do you cancel the basketball game on December the 3rd in Las Cruces? Most definitely. I'll take it a step further. You cancel this one. Mm-hmm. You don't replay the one that's supposed to be at the pit. Mm-hmm. And you cancel next year's too, basketball and football. All of them. All of them. Olympic, have, Olympic sports too. Baseball too. Softball too. All of it. Everything. Okay. Every every rivalry okay. game, especially. I mean, football and basketball obviously push the meter more than anything. And I know this is a one-off incident. I know everyone's not involved. And I know in a way it's uh, – the one bad kid's getting uh, punished in the whole class. There's an element of that. But you got to stop this forever. I mean, what seriously, what is going to be the recompense? What's going to be the recourse at the next game? You're going to have 200 metal detectors? You're going to frisk all these kids? You're going to no hire 1,000 chaperones? Like, how are you going to pull this off? Yeah, I mean, unless they did some kind of neutral site or something or with no fans, but... I don't know about in the future years. I mean, I think the rivalry means a lot to a lot of people. I think this year is definitely a foregone conclusion that you don't play the game. Um, it's, it's just asking for trouble. And then I think you kind of revisit it. You don't make any long-term decisions just yet. You kind of revisit it. Luke, quit being reasonable. I know. Well, I'm trying to overreact here. Well, there's well, got to be some kind of joint task force between the two schools. There we go. I mean, there's there's got to be some work done before it can pick up again. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think you – you automatically go further than this year. I think we kind of this year for sure, and then we kind of play it out and see how it goes from there. And and there's definitely some steps that can be taken or need to be taken before well, I, before we get th- it going again. I think what starts it off is a joint press conference with both of the colleges, um, laying out you know, hey, we understand this is a tragedy. This is an unfortunate event. We will not be playing each other this season. And these are the steps we're going to take to make sure that we're able to bring this back after this year. That's how I feel as well. And we got a lot more information to come out, too. We don't know the extent of the story. 
how long has this been going? Is this like a one-off incident? Has this been brewing since the football game? Did it just all happen that one night? Are there other layers to this story? Are there more people waiting to retaliate? Like, we don't know enough yet. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely still going to be a lot of details to come, and that's kind of why I think you wait to make any long-term decisions. But, again, I just don't think you can – in no. good conscience, have another have no. either of those games this season. So you guys think Mario and Eddie come out together? Sure. And they say that no, you know what? Forget them. President, well, you got to go higher. Give yeah. me president. There you go. I mean, yeah, it's got to be united front at yep. the highest level. Exactly. Because without that visual, it's still it's still going to look like it's a separated thing. You know, it's it's a thing where they're not together on it. Well, and then also because you end up in a situation where it's if, if you're at the president's level. You can. We were just talking about L's in the last segment. You can talk about, hey, we are we're taking a heavy L on how we handled this fight. Mm-hmm. We're taking a heavy L on. Got to take ownership. Yeah, yep. A, B, C, and D, and we're <laughs> showing everyone it is okay. And because of that, we're going to do better. And we're going to do better in these ways. And I'm telling you, it has to be laid out. Yep. The way that like a travel itinerary is laid out for a mm-hmm. team, like down to down to the 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 minute, the second, and by that I mean the game and the season right. and the. And the safety, because I'm with you boys right now. I got an inmate running the asylum kind of vibe, and I don't think I like it at all. I mean, do we have to change the language around the uh, the rivalry? Like, look at Coach G. Coach G has a passionate disdain for New Mexico State University. Sure. And he roundly and openly talks smack about state. Do some people take that kind of verbiage and run with it and try to turn up the rivalry in a violent or incoherent way like we talk about we talk about el paso like it's the worst place on earth it is a shtick albuquerque right we do not think uh, el paso and las cruces is the bane of our existence right and like i said maybe don't take what we say and run with it some kind of joint task force with both schools and in Mm -hmm. that maybe you get some some popular alumni from both schools that played basketball and football and some of these guys that can you know you have a guy like brandon mason who played at New Mexico State right. and coached at UNM and has right. big ties to both programs right. and still talks to a lot of those guys. He could be a guy that could help facilitate getting some guys together to show a united front between alumni of both schools. And then it gives a little more credibility to the young players than it does or the young mm-hmm. kids than it does coming from a, pre, a school president or something well, like that. What's interesting, too, like lastly on that thought is like the the kid killed UNM student, the gal UNM student, the other two guys not. So, like, we're just talking about, like, an association to yeah. UNM. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to me whenever people are so fervent about, and this is everything. This is this is university athletics. Mm-hmm. This is pro athletics. This is your love for the TV show The Office. Like, anyone who is so extreme in a fandom that they allow it to, like, manipulate their behaviors is so incredibly weird to me. And I don't know how you address those people if you're the two universities. Well, again, I think that's where having some popular alumni that could speak more on that Mm -hmm. level and that they would respect it coming from more than than some suit to to say. If they they have guys that they cheered for a few years ago and and some of their favorite guys over the past couple years get out ahead of this and say, hey, listen, this is not what this is about. Let's get Siakam and KT together, have a a joint statement as well. Yeah, Yeah. that's a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. Bridge that. That's what I mean, you know some of these guys that, that people look up to and, and get it more because we are talking about a youth culture that, that sees things differently and, and you know, the, the street cred and all these other things right. that we talk about. So 
it might mean more coming from some of those guys sure. showing a united front. There's also another element to this. Remember, we went to the state uh, UNM game at the pit, and we witnessed that was weird. Grown adults. That was super weird. And that's the part that we're that why I say none of these games have can be played this year because we can get the students in line quicker than you can these adults. The adults are the ones that are going to push that meter now. If we if if we say in theory December third happens. Students will be in line because of what's happened. It's going to be the outsiders who don't know, who are just reading things or, or it's like, all oh, those Aggies or all oh, you and them. Right. Those are the ones that are going to cause the issues. And we've seen that plenty of times. So that's why I say we cannot play any games this season between the two uh, uh, institutions. Luke, we're at Howie's tonight. Yes, we are. There's no better place to be. Oh, yeah. We'll be in a better mood when you get here, I promise. I'm snapping out of it. I'm switching out of it after this. I got so fired up. Rob, you and I were together when we found out about this Saturday morning. Yeah. And it was like, oh, just sad. I can't, mm-hmm. gonna, I can't come up with another word. This is sad. This the entire existence take, of it. take time and a lot of work. Final words, boys? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, and I'm sure the opening drive will have updates on this story tomorrow morning. Hey, they did great this morning, too. They did a really good job. Ooh. Robert? Yeah, get down to Howie's. Y'all know how we do it. If you have not witnessed it, this is a great night to start. 12500 Montgomery Boulevard, Northeast. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.